sure sick of this powdered stuff. Colonel, couldn't we once have fresh eggs? Only if you can lay them. We checked on your Jeep. Flattened. They're shipping it to your house and slipping it under the door. I'll be in my 30s. That's almost dead. I'm very fond of Radar Frank. He's both a child and pet I never had. I have a low threshold of pain. A hemorrhoid can put me into a coma. Hey, MASH fans, it's time for another episode of the MASH 4077th Podcast. I am one of your co-hosts, Kenny, and joining me as usual are my good pals, Al. Hello there. And Simon. Gentlemen. Today we're discussing Season 4, Episode 14, The Gun. It's the 86th episode overall, directed by Burt Metcalf, written by Larry Gelbart and Gene Reynolds, originally aired on December 2nd, 1975, and the production code is G517. Major? How dare you! Paw me! I didn't paw you, I pulled your book! You're going on report! For what? For uncovering an officer's leg! Ma'am, I never touched your leg! Your leg was naked when I came in! How dare you say naked to me! Oh, I'm sorry, ma'am. Stop staring at my leg! I'm not! I am! Don't you wish you could all the time stare at it and touch it and feel it? Oh, no, ma'am. You don't find it attractive? Oh, yes, ma'am. It's a beautiful leg. You think so? Yes, it reminds me of my pony back home, only his hair is brown. Out! Get out! Wait a minute! Come back here! What do you want? Oh, yeah. There's an ambulance coming in. They want you to scrub. Don't let go! Gee. Just leave this tent exactly the way you found you it. You got it. And the plot summary for this episode. When a colonel arrives in camp wounded, his prized pistol disappears from the gun lockup, leaving Radar in hot water. BJ and Hawkeye believe they have a clue who is responsible. It's not really a clue, is it? Bloody other. And want to question <laughs> their suspect and clear Radar's name. Ooh, sounds like a job for Quincy. <laughs> <laughs> what do we got here? Right, follow him. Right femur here. Looks like Saturday night at the Speedway. Everything under control. So far. Be careful. Watch you sure it. know how to make a doctor yeah. crazy. I may write you an obscene prescription. Anchor. Ankle fracture. Better check for possible skull fracture. We got knocked off the road by a tank, Doc. He just kept going. A clear case of crash and run. It was one of ours. We are going up north with Colonel Chafian. Wham! Tank crowd just right into an embankment. How can Americans do that to each other? You ever see Gone with the Wind? I'll take care of that for him, Doc. He gets it when he goes, Radar. Yo, Colonel Chafee's bats about that gun. He'll get a receipt for it. It's SOP, soldier. Okay, guys, let's move him out. Whatever you say, Commodore. Sirs. We have a couple of guest stars on this episode. We have Warren Stevens as Colonel Chaffee. The fancy hair-wearing actor, Warren, has 166 credits to his IMDb page. He appeared in some well-known TV shows such as Falcon Crest, Ironside, Mission Impossible, the original series of Star Trek in the episode By Any Other Name, and of course, he turned up in Quincy. Boo, Quincy, boo. (laughs) In each one of them, he had really nice hair. We did. (laughs) And we have William Christopher returning as Father Francis Mulcahy. And Jeff Maxwell is back as Igor Straminsky. What's that? Yeah, how about that? Ain't that something? It's a gun, sir. 
A colonel's gun. It just came in tonight. Oh, that's an old beauty. Yes, sir. Man, that feels good. Perfectly balanced. You better believe it, mister, or you're dead where you stand. Who's that supposed to be? John Wayne. John Wayne? He doesn't sound anything like you. No, oh, sir. Oh, that's a dandy piece. Yes, sir, Reebop, that's one shooting iron. Now, you uh, better put her to bed, Corporal. Yes, sir. Be getting back to surgery, sir? I'm sure in the dull part of the war. Okay, I'll start us off with this one. Um, huh, I wrote in my notes, not a favorite. I, I, I really disliked Frank in this episode. Mm. I know he was acting like Frank, but it was, it's, <laughs> it was so annoying that it kind of turned me off the episode. Just for the fact that he was setting up radar and radar was getting in trouble. And Frank kept denying that he stole the gun. Yeah. You know, and everybody knew he took it. Oh, it just, it, it gnawed at me so much so that, like I said, I just, I couldn't enjoy the episode because I was so disliking Frank. Uh, which is great for the writing, you know, to, to have a character that you just so despise. But then again, you don't want to make it so bad that they, I can't enjoy the episode, you know, because I'm just constantly fuming over how horrible frank is but that's 100 percent his his persona though you're I mean, right that's you're him. right no, no no you're right and i have no right to say you know that that is who he is well sure you do but it was still it just it so annoyed me i uh, and like i said it was just it was good writing he's written so well to hate that it did his job because i was not a fan of frank in this episode not that i normally am but from coming from like you know the one previous episode where i'm actually feeling sympathetic for him to going completely to hate. Mm. And I don't hate many people, but Frank was definitely one of them. And I think it's because he was, it was affecting Radar so poorly. You know, if he was doing this to anyone else, I think anyone else could have handled it, but poor Radar was, he's so innocent and would never do anything wrong. And Frank knows all he has to do is confess and say, I, you know, I borrowed the gun because I thought it was nice looking mm. to save Radar, and he doesn't. Yeah, especially as well you know, that Margaret knows all the, you know, well, she, she well, catches on pretty quickly that it's... She does, but again, she's an idiot too, because yeah. she <laughs> sees the gun, and, and, you know, she's saying, wear it, and he's denying it, and once word gets out that the gun is missing, she's going to know that that gun was obviously, you know, the one that Frank had. Mm. But she doesn't say anything either. So it was just, yeah, it just kind of irked me. I just was not, was not a fan of this episode. But how about you, Al? Yeah, I agree. I didn't I didn't particularly like it either. It's one of those, you know, filler episodes that the writers don't really know what else to do, so they put something like this in there. Mm-hmm. Um some of the comments you made just just were, were like didn't you guys really do any kind of research at all? Like uh and I, and I don't know if Potter was joking or if you know he was serious or he was supposed to be serious but the statement he made that more people are hurt in vehicles than in any other way in battle more people hurt by vehicles than anything else in battle that's a fact really mm. seriously you mean like guns and things like that <laughs> yeah if that's the case let's just have stricter uh, you know road rules <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, I did kind of like how uh, BJ stood up when Margaret walks up to the table. Well, at least one of you still remembers his manners. Not at all. My shorts were just riding up on me. Mm. Oh, and, yes. Uh, yeah, yeah. And, then, and then when she says something about, uh, you know, at least somebody's still a gentleman, he quickly covers up the fact that he was, you know, just being nice. Yes. Which, I mean, that's his character. He's a nice gentleman. Yeah, he can't help himself. Right, he can't help himself, and then he just recovered that and just said, "No, I was just fixing my shorts. <laughs> a little little stain going there." <laughs> and then Potter, Potter mentioning that he confiscated all the moonshine equipment, but he leaves the still alone. Is that because that's where he drinks? <laughs> could could be. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think uh, Gary Berghoff did a great job of acting drunk. Oh my gosh, when when he when he approaches the um, the colonel mm-hmm. and he's talking to him. Excuse me, sir, Colonel. What is it? My name is Raider O'Reilly. I'm the guy who had his picture taken for 16 hours for nothing on account of your gun. So you're the man responsible. Yes, I am. And I've got something to say, no respect intended. What do you need a gun like that for anyway? Corporal, you're drunk. You better believe it, mister, or I'm dead where you stand. My beer went off! I, th- I thought that was that was as good as probably anybody on the show can do, <laughs> <laughs> drunk. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. But, yeah, you know, I think in this episode, uh, I'm not sure I noticed it in any other episode with, with Potter in it up to this point. But you can really see how much Potter cares for Radar when he's tucking him in. Oh and yes, puts yeah. his little bear uh, in his arm. You could really see that. You know, I don't know if I'd call it a fatherly love, but maybe grandfatherly love it's, for yeah. for Radar. I, I, I've I always liked that, that about those yeah, two. Yeah, me too. Yeah. yeah, it's 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 a completely different. Uh, it's a different relationship between Radar and Henry. But oh, it's yes. but it's. Yes. Kind of like that, only just maybe a little bit, a little bit more tender. I, I like, I, like you said, I think it's more of a grandfatherly love, not a father. Yeah, you know, like Henry was more of a father figure, and I think Potter is more of the gentle grandfather figure. Right, right. You know, how about yeah. you, Simon? Yeah, um, <clears throat> I kind of actually like this episode again. <laughs> of course, you did. <laughs> <laughs> um, and for, you and cheeky actually, monkey. Tell us why. Because <laughs> um, he's a cheeky monkey. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Uh, again, I watched it and I was I laughed quite a bit. And uh, I, I, the thing is, I don't disagree with any of your any of your points that you put. You know, again, Frank just taking the gun but of course that's that's what his character is and that's what he's going to do and and bear in mind that we do start to see a change in frank when margaret actually starts to get engaged to somebody else later on and and it's, i think this is all like the big builder but you know i love potter's little world world war one stories that he keeps coming out with every now and again there's a couple of them in this episode i almost bought it that way in world war one I. I was taking a nap on the side of a hill when i heard a low rumbling i took to be distant artillery I looked up just in time to roll out of the path of a breakaway portable latrine. They didn't really have those. Absolutely. America had the first armored men's room, right, Colonel? You're a bigger liar than I am. Um, although BJ's dressing gown is incredibly short. It's, it's not. <laughs> that, they need to sort that out. That is really quite off point. Um, you know, Vader doing his fancy gun twirling, I mean, Frank tries to do it, and then when he hands the gun back to, to Vader, Vader just does a couple of twirls and straight, you know, and drops his strap back down. It's, it's a lovely little bit there. Oh, that's awesome. Um, 
And, and and the end bit, re- I really love the end bit where Potter and Radar are wearing each other's glasses. And I love the way they just exchange them and smile at each other. It's just <laughs> that real, was fantastic. Yeah, yes. it's just a real nice yep. little bit. So yeah, I, I, I you know I quite like this episode. It's um yeah another one another one for me. I like it. No, I mean I admit it had nice moments, but overall yeah. with the whole Frank thing, it just really soured the episode for me. Colonel, that's me, Radar. Sir, I have something to report that I wish I could do almost anything else instead of, but which I guess I got no choice. Radar, if you bring that sentence in for a fitting, I can have it shortened by Wednesday. One of the casualties, son? No, sir. You know that Colonel Chafee's gun? The fancy job? Bone grips? Shiny barrel? Yes. It's gone. Stolen? So how's the gun been? Anybody but you handle the keys? They never leave me. I sleep with them. I shower with them. Rusty, they'll never get. When did you see the gun last? Last night, Major Burns and I stored some rifles. What are they staring at? Don't worry. From that angle, they can't see under the table. He couldn't have taken it, sir. We both left together. Someone must have lifted your keys. I never should have gone to sleep. You can't stay awake for the duration, Radar. Even MacArthur went to sleep. Only when he was being given orders. Radar, we'll turn the camp inside out. If it's here, we'll find it. We're not going to let you spend 15 years in the stockade. 15 years, sir? Well, that's what you can get for this. I'll be in my 30s. That's almost dead. All right, let's go ahead and move on to some behind the scenes. I will start us off. The gun in question is supposed to be a Colt 45 caliber made in 1884. While Colt was making 45 caliber revolvers in 1884, they weren't making swing out cylinder revolvers like the one used in this episode until 1889. And even then, it was for the 38 long Colt predecessor to the 38 special. Uh, another issue with the gun is that the grips were referred to as bone, but close inspection reveals them to be stag instead. Huh. <laughs> and another mention of Eisenhower being president and Nixon vice president. And since nobody is wearing winter clothing, this episode can be placed in the spring of 1953, just a few months before the end of the war. Wow. Yeah. And Radar still has a sister, even though in later <laughs> episodes, he's an only child. Well, look how he dresses. <laughs> you believe anything he says? <laughs> I mean, really, black with pink shoes? Come on. <laughs> Everybody knows you should be wearing white shoes. My gosh. Yeah. Oh, boy. Oh, my uh, there's a contradiction here. Now, in this episode, the Chinese officially enter the war. So this must be now set in late October 1953. So there's some really weird timey-wimey stuff going on here. Well, that's <laughs> always the case with MASH. Yeah. yeah. It's always been that way. So know? maybe Hawkeye... Is the doctor? He's really Doctor Who. <laughs> oh, and that's not a latrine. That's not a latrine. That's my TARDIS. Where I go, never mind. Hi, Frank. That's what you think. Got a minute, Frank? For what? Nothing really. Oh, you have all that you want. <laughs> no funny stuff. Us, Frank. Last time we were alone, you whitewashed my behind. We've given up still lights, Frank. Take five, fellas. I mean, if it's money, I'm strapped myself. We know, Frank. You're sending 11 nephews through ballet school. 
It isn't money. Oh, good. It's about a gun. I haven't touched it. Touched what? The gun! Which gun? What's everyone you're talking about? Let us describe it. Oh, that's fair enough. That way you'll know what you're talking about. Oh, it's not really necessary for me. Well, it helps us. Uh -huh. Suit yourself. The gun. A collector's item. An old western six-shooter. The steel is chromed. With bow handles. Right. And I haven't seen it. Radar said you did. That miserable little fink! He's a dirty, rotten fibber! It's congenital. He's incapable of telling the truth. Radar is a fibber? That's right, a born liar. Radar? Yes. He says you didn't take it. Well, why would he lie? Frank. Well, what more do you want? You've got his word against mine. Frank, if that gun doesn't turn up, Colonel Chafee is going to chuck Radar in the stockade. I'm very fond of Radar, Frank. He's both the child and pet I never had. Well, what's that to me? Frank, we know how you appreciate guns. Isn't it possible if you saw a unique old weapon, you might just want to borrow it for a while just to study it? That's not what happened. And then you just couldn't get it back in time to get the heat off radar? Frank, don't make us get the whitewash. So radar is innocent until proven guilty, correct? Correct. But he, and only he, seems to be entitled to that sort of consideration, correct? you hate it when he's right mm. all right you can find mash 4077 all over the internet you can find us at facebook www.facebook.com slash mash 4077 podcast and you can follow us on twitter at mash 4077 podcast and you can follow me at hawkeye meds you can find me kenny at geeky fanboy and i am at tales podcast and we have a website, and you can find that at www.mash4077podcast.com. We have a blog. You can find that at www.mash4077podcast.blogspot.com. And if you ever find yourself wanting to give us an email, you can send those to mash4077podcast at gmail.com. Why not come along and spend some of your hard-earned money at our MASH online store? And that's at www.mash4077podcast.com. Zazzle.com slash MASH 4077 podcast. And you can hear the MASH 4077 podcast on Stitcher Smart Radio. Stitcher allows you to listen to your favorite shows directly from your smart devices, on demand and on the go. Don't have Stitcher? Download it for free today at Stitcher.com or in your app store and search for MASH 4077 podcast. All right. Well, I think that's going to do it for this episode. Uh, overall... You liked it, Al. I kind of didn't like it, but Meds loved it. Not mm. loved it, but you uh, enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I want to oversell it. All right. Well, I'm Kenny. I'm Meds. And I'm Simon. <laughs> we'll be seeing ya. What's the matter, Frank? Kick a brick under a derby? Maybe the gout. All that rich food. Well, it's uh, an old football injury, if you must know. It acts up once in a while. I wouldn't use a bandage, Frank. The powder burns will heal faster that way. Well, of course they will. I know that. Powder burns? What are you implying? Nothing, Frank. It was just a shot in the dark. My name is Al. And I'm Joyce. And we're, we're huge, huge Disneyland, Disneyland fans. fans. In fact, we love the Disneyland Resort so much, we host a podcast dedicated to the happiest place on Earth to share that passion with others. That's right. On our show, Tales from the Mouse House Disneyland podcast, we share current resort news, 
some tips and tricks we've learned over the years to help make your Disneyland Resort vacation the most magical experience ever. We uncover little-known and often overlooked gems we like to call hidden treasures and even review the attractions and places to eat that make the Disneyland Resort so much fun. And if that wasn't enough, we even share some video episodes to help keep you in that Disney magic state of mind. If you're a longtime fan of the Disneyland Resort or you've just recently discovered the magic, this podcast is for you. You can find Tales from the Mouse House Disneyland podcast at www.talescast.com and in iTunes. And remember, make, make it, it a Mickey, Mickey day. Do you remember playing great PC games like King's Quest, Command & Conquer, and X-Wing? Do you remember spending hours tweaking your config sys and auto-exec bat files to eke out just one more K of conventional memory? If you do, then you may be interested in my show, The Upper Memory Block. Every two weeks, we talk in-depth about a game, game series, company, or technology from the DOS and pre-Windows XP gaming era. We'll discuss the story, gameplay, and technology of the games of the time. But more importantly, we're going to focus on what made each game special, interesting stories from their development, and how they shaped what PC gaming is today. If you remember gaming in the late 80s and early 90s, or you're interested in finding out more about it, come join your host Joe in the Upper Memory Block. That's the Upper Memory Block Podcast at umbcast.com, or find it on iTunes. Hey there, MASH fans, this is Meds. Now, as you know, both myself, Al and Kenny have our own individual podcasts, and mine is called Waffle on Podcast, and we talk about classic television programs and films from around the world. So if you think that's your cup of tea, or cup of coffee, whichever you like, then come over to iTunes and type in Waffle on Podcast. Or, of course, you can go to our main site, which is at Podbean, so just type in waffleon.podbean.com. We would be honoured if you join us. That was the scene in California's Mojave Desert five years ago. Our historic first view of the newcomer's ship. Theirs was a slave ship carrying a quarter million beings bred to adapt and labor in any environment. But they've washed ashore on Earth with no way to get back to where they came from. And in the last five years, the newcomers have become the latest addition to the population of Los Angeles. Alienation, the Newcomers Podcast, is a fan cast devoted to the groundbreaking but short-lived TV series Alien Nation. This series tackles social issues like racism, bigotry, and intolerance with an alien twist. Each month, we will bring you a podcast dedicated to a single episode. The host will give you their thoughts on the episode, as well as some little-known behind-the-scenes information. So please subscribe to Alienation, the Newcomers Podcast on iTunes, or visit our website at alienationpodcast.com. MASH 4077 Podcast is a geeky fanboy production and has a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives, works 3.0 United States license, all rights reserved. Warren Stevens is Colonel Chaffee. Quiff? What? Quiff wearing hair, isn't Quiff. Oh, okay, okay. You gotta remember we're we're American here, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, quiff wearing. A- what, what do you mean, quiff? What's quiff? Uh, it's that's what Elvis has. Quiff. Oh, a quaff. <laughs> okay, there quaff. you go. Quaff. <laughs> yes. What? We call it. We call it a quaff. <laughs> <laughs>
Really? The the big pompadour type hair? Really? Yes. Yeah. 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 Quaff is what you drink over here. Quaffing <laughs> something. Uh, how about? Oh, okay, I'll I'll change it. I know what I'm saying. All right.